tranquility restored, the officer took her time surveying the whimsical haven. She made a slow circuit around Alice, reaching out to skim the Mad Hatter's brim. Jane drew in a deep breath and blew it out. I met Samantha only a couple of weeks before she was murdered. She worked at the yogurt place next to my office. You know how it is when you just click with someone? I do. Mark smiled. I feel like that today. He raised both hands. I'm not flirting, I swear. Still gazing at the statue, Jane went on. Anyway, what I felt for Samantha came on in a rush, exactly like in a romance novel, where a character's life shatters completely, and she knows she'll never be whole again, not without that other person. I've never experienced anything like it before. That's beautiful. After Samantha and I talked a few times, I really thought she felt something for me, too. But she was so amazing, it scared me. What if I misread her? I was afraid that if I spoke up, I might ruin everything. Go on. I started stopping by the shop more often. I could tell she wanted to have a real conversation as much as I did, but every time we came close, customers would swarm in. Jane rested a hand against her chest. She had the sweetest white rabbit necklace I've ever seen. Was that her favorite character? Mark asked. Or was Samantha chronically late? Oh, no. Samantha was conscientious and considerate. Jane smiled. I knew she liked to come here on nice days, always with a book. I think it was her favorite place in the city. It helps to talk about her, doesn't it? It's so strange. You being here today with that book? It's like a sign, you know? And you really are a good listener. Jane started to run her fingers through her hair, but stopped abruptly. She frowned. I'm still not used to this. I got it done this morning. Mark placed a hand on the slice of bench between them and leaned in. You got your hair cut today? He repeated. On the anniversary of your friend's murder? Wait, don't tell me. Samantha wore her hair like that, didn't she? How did you know? Lucky guess. Mark straightened, regarding her closely. Beautiful, but I have to ask, why? Jane tugged at her sweater. It's a way for me to feel close to her again. She stared down. I keep thinking that if I'd only been braver and spoken up, everything would have been different. You can't blame yourself for what happened. Doesn't matter. It's how I feel. Jane's jaw tightened. I'd do anything for a chance to go back and make things right. Mark squinted into the wind. I have an idea that may help, he said. Would you like to hear it? Jane shrugged, then nodded. He rubbed the side of his beard. When you were a kid, did you ever burn secret notes? What are you talking about? It's a thing people did for a while. Maybe they still do. A cleansing, empowering ritual. Sound familiar? Not at all. Okay, here goes. Mark sat back on the bench, stretched out his legs and crossed his ankles. Elbows out, he laced his fingers atop his head and began. 
At summer camp when I was 15, the counselors handed out small strips of paper and told us to write down either our greatest fear or something we wanted to change about ourselves. No talking, no sharing, totally secret. Then, in a solemn ceremony involving lots of positive affirmation, we took turns tossing our scribbles into a bonfire, watching as each one blazed up into nothingness. It felt pretty hokey when the other kids did it, but... He lifted both hands to the air, then replaced them atop his head and resumed talking. Anyway, you get the idea. Identifying our deepest fears and then symbolically destroying them reminded us that we had power over ourselves, that we controlled our impulses rather than the other way around. Did it work? Dropping his hands to his